pelvic posse and welcome to the empower your pelvis podcast it's amanda and morgan we have helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues and it's totally our jam here you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health that is pee poop sex and everything in between you have a pelvic floor yes you we all do and it's time to start talking about issues that may arise but more importantly how to improve them we are so glad you're here to join us now let's head into this week's episode of the empower your pelvis podcast Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. This is Amanda and today we're going to get into a little bit on our menstrual health. Um, Back after I had my second son was when I started to really kind of unfold, you know, what we learn, like what you put in your vagina, it actually gets absorbed. Um, Just kind of like your mouth, what you put in your mouth gets absorbed. We think about the food that we're putting in our body, that we want it to be more nutritious, more whole food, more well-balanced. And the same should be thought around your vagina, whether it is a certain type of lube that you're using during intimacy or products that we're using during our menstrual health. And I know growing up for myself, being a teenager, I you know, you had this fear or you heard in the schools to not, you didn't want to smell a certain weed on there. You had to have hide the smell of blood. And we now know that putting fragrance down there is not a, the right thing to do. So we're going to learn more about that today. We have the lovely guest, Danielle from Top Organic Tampons. Uh, Danielle, take it away. I'm so excited to have you on here. Uh, we, I can't even remember when we first crossed For such a long time. I know it had to have been over COVID. Um, it's actually been way before. It, so well, actually it's now crazy. Yeah, yes. okay. it is. Yeah. So thrilled to be here. Um, you know, we are, we're such a super, super, super fan of you and all that you and your entire team are doing. Um, you are bringing change to this conversation um, and just an incredible partner to be able to, uh, to be able to do this with. So yes, so top, so we're top the organic project. Um, we're women-owned social impact brand. We're bringing organic sustainability and plant-based to period products. But really, at the end of the day, I think one of the reasons why we love Amanda and her team so much is because really trying to change the conversation and break down the taboo. And we use this phrase, we're bringing fun to femme care. And I think Amanda is doing that every single day when it comes to <laughs> pelvic floor. Um, she's yeah. truly bringing um, fun to that. And you've, you've got to bring levity to this conversation. And, you know, it's it otherwise it, it will continue to be behind closed doors. Um, and we've got to bring it to the forefront. We've got to really, really shift um, people's mindsets and their thought behind it. Um, and this comes down to, again, why we love partnering with you and, and your team is this is about whole body health for women. And we really need to understand all the different aspects of, of our bodies. And I will definitely say I've learned so much every single time I, I, I talk to Amanda and every single time we do any of our workshops together. Um, there is stuff that as a grown woman, I probably knew 10% of the stuff that she was actually educating us on. So, um, yes. So when did you guys actually start talking? Yeah. Yep. So we started in 2018. Um, so we started in, or in the middle of 2018 and really just set it out at that point where it was more just the brand concept. Like we had an idea, we were thinking through it and really how it came about. It's my cousin and I who, who, do, who do top together. And we were both how we serendipitous is how things happen. And, you know, really things do happen for a reason. Her job had been eliminated 
And she was in consumer packaged goods, Coke, Pepsi, Nestle. And, you know, she was trying to decide what am I going to do next? I actually, different type of career. I was in fashion and made us in the decision, which was still, I, you know, still think today, probably one of the bravest things that I've ever done is I actually walked out on my job. I was at the height of my career. I was an executive and not fulfilled not taking care of myself, never seeing my family. And it just was also a very toxic environment and made this really difficult decision for our family. And it was the best thing because at that time, because I'm also, we're cousins, we, we were just both at the same point and made this decision that, hey, let's give this a go. There's something here. We were talking about it. We're seeing all these changes. We both have daughters. And this was the one thing, the organic lifestyles that we both had, we had not made a change. And as soon as you actually like dig down and you, we did the research and we understood that, holy shit, like what you're just talking about, what have we been putting in our bodies? Everything else we've done, we've changed, we've changed our beauty, we've changed everything, we've changed everything that we eat in our household, but we were still putting, we're still using Tampax. I was still using a cardboard applicator, but I was still (laughs) using Tampax. And once you actually understood what was inside of our tampons and also just our pads, it really flipped our minds and said, we've got to make a change for this next generation, most importantly for our daughters. And so it started there. And then the second part was this environmental impact. And that was the piece which it almost put us out of business because we're like, oh, we're just going to go cardboard applicator. Like everybody's going to switch to cardboard because the amount of plastic that ends up. So there are 12 billion period products that get disposed of every single year here in the United States, 12 billion. Like that's with a B, not an M. And when we heard that, it was another aspect of like, oh my goodness, like we can make really positive change here and really, you know, positive impact on the environment when it comes to disposables. Cause you know, this is not a reusable product. Ours is definitely disposable. And so that was a conscious decision too. Let's start with cardboard. Well, 95% of the entire tampon market is all plastic. And so we waited a year and a half from when we had initially launched to work with our manufacturer and actually come up with a plant-based applicator. They were doing work. They're all, all of our manufacturers are based up based in um, Europe and they were working on um, brand new technology innovation around this plant-based. And so we went after that and we waited um, until we could get that. Um, and so, and so then the third biggest piece, which I think is the one that pulls at our, our heartstrings every single day, and one that we are feel really passionate about because this does come down to the conversation of a female equality, is that um, it's period poverty. So when we first started, and I think when so many of us have heard in the past about period poverty, we always thought of third world countries you were really thinking of those developing countries. And the reality is when we actually heard that, and this was pre-COVID, one in five girls or women will miss work or school because of their periods. We were like, we've got to make a change. Like this has to change immediately. And so that became really, really, really important to us. Um, And so we did, we went right out and we were like, okay, this is going to be a part of our mission. We're going to figure out um, how we how we how we do this? What can we do? How can we start to impact um, women's lives and girls' lives? More importantly, is to remove the barrier from some of these these women where they maybe have to be making a choice between what their food they're putting on their table and their menstrual product. Um, and so we we work with we work on a program 
we're not doing a direct one-to-one, but for every purchase we do actually give back. And then we're working on another whole side of the business that is actually partnering with um, other organizations to actually supply better products to underserved communities. That's incredible. Like I want to go back. Well, I want to hit on that one too, but I want to go back, um, to the plastic applicator versus the cardboard. Cause I, I do remember in the beginning, you guys having the cardboard. That's when we, that's when we had, that's when we sent the stuff to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was kind of like, I remember my mom having cardboard applicators and she, for some reason, she's always on. used, always mm-hmm. used cardboard. And as a kid, it was like the new thing to get the plastic. And I remember having the plastic compost and we used to call them mm-hmm. Tootsie Rolls. And I guess, ironically, I still said that to Morgan the other day who works oh, on the so team. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I had to grab the Tootsie Roll. And she's like, I'm sorry, what did you just call it? It was like, I don't know, as a kid, the size <laughs> is like the thick uh-huh. Tootsie Rolls. Um, but those, when those came out, that was huge. I know for our population in the clinic, because they were used to the plastic. Um, and ironically, when I'm on the phone with you or on a conversation like this, I'm always on my menstrual cycle. And my God, that's so funny. Always. (laughs) I love it. Universe knows it. (laughs) And I was actually, you know, going through your products and I, this morning for the first time in forever, as I was tossing in the applicator into the trash, I was like, should I be recycling it? Or is it a better product that it does decompose better into the environment? Can you explain that piece of it? Whether it's cardboard versus yeah. Cardboard, cardboard, you could actually, you could 100% recycle. Okay. Fantastic. Because, so because they're medical devices, yeah. so they're still being disposed. You still have to dispose because of the blood and it's, you know, similar to, it's not quite like the syringe, but same kind of concept because it is yeah. bodily fluids. Yeah. Um, you're still, your best recommendation is still to dispose and trash um, in the trash, but it's going to break down much faster than the traditional plastic, which is thousands of years. And because this is plant-based, it will take, it's significantly less time. Okay. The okay. bigger part is, is that actually the wrappers for all of our pads, like our pad wrappers are 100% biodegradable and compostable. You can actually oh. put your, I mean, which is amazing for our, our pads. So our pads and liners, it's called, it's a biomatter. It's a cornstarch um, material. And, you know, it, it breaks down pretty fast, which is pretty amazing. So that's one thing. And then on the tampons, on the the wrapper on the tampons, we're working on getting ourselves to that as well. Right now, unfortunately, it is a plastic. um, That is the one last piece of plastic we have in our assortment, Um, but we will be moving. And so that's something that we've also been working on um, innovating with our manufacturer. That is so cool. And it seems like next Mm -hmm. level to even be able to have that type of material decomposing that way. Um, Yes. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. That's incredible. Thank yeah. you guys for providing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with, let's go back to getting them into other organizations. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Getting products into, uh, into retail or into other, like, um, poverty. Other- oh yes. Oh yeah. 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 So with this, what, what, what has sort of unfolded in the onion that has happened, honestly, since COVID hit, uh, I think all of us have been impacted by COVID in so many different ways. And when we truly think about um, when, when COVID hit and we went into, what are we going to do? You know, we've got a business to run. We were at that point, we actually had just closed the fundraising round. Um, we actually closed two weeks before the world shut down. And just thank goodness. Wow. We were so, so fortunate. Yeah, two weeks. So February 28th, we closed on our first seed round and the world shut down two weeks later. Um, and so we quickly pivoted 
and we were thinking, okay, well, you know, we, we've got all of this bulk product. What had happened in the business prior to COVID is we had bought all this bulk product and we were selling to hotels and to office spaces and to colleges and to private schools, which was great. COVID hit, obviously we know everything shut down. And what was fascinating and what was also just, this goes to who our customers and who our community is, is that immediately there was an outpouring of how can I help? We're hearing on on the we're hearing on the news that you know it's not just toilet paper; it's actually feminine care that's not on shelves anymore. So, oh my goodness, how are all these people going to you know be able to provide and get get what they need? And so we quickly, for almost two months, we put all of our bulk at cost. We sold it on our website. We ate the cost of shipping. Oh my gosh! And we saw it was an immediate. Like we let our community know. And so people were sending these huge bulk cases, our bulk cases, there's 1900 tampons and there's 1200 pads. They were, they were shipping them to food banks. They were shipping them to shelters, all different places. And we also made a conscious decision. We made a 400,000 $400, period product donation, not dollars, it was units um, or pieces um, to local organizations across, across the United States. And really the heaviest hit um, cities is really what we went after. And it became almost this ripple effect from what we did. And then from what all of our community started doing, the places that people were making donations, they then called us and said, hey, you guys have this product? Oh my goodness, can we actually purchase? Yes, you can. They were already purchasing. So they were purchasing, they were, they were purchasing traditional stuff. And it all of a sudden just really shifted what was happening. And so between food banks and between nonprofits and, um, you know, we've got shelters and we've got all these different organizations now that we're partnering with. And, you know, one that's really exciting, that's really just starting to unfold is we've been partnering with food pantries in universities and colleges. Um, so you think about the struggle that, you know, somebody has, if they've gotten themselves already to college and the struggle that they might have, again, we always equate when you, when there's food insecurity, there's menstrual insecurity, they go hand in hand. And we're not talking about the menstrual insecurity. Like there's just in the United States, they're still not talking about it. There are actually food banks that will say, we don't want menstrual products because they don't want to be in the business of menstrual products. Oh so they'll goodness. literally just stay to stay just to, to, to food. Um, we're actually dealing with one where we have a, one of um, a donor who wanted to make a very large donation to um, a food bank. And they're like, we, we actually, no, thank you, which is incredible. So we're moving, we're figuring out where else to then support yeah. these communities. But if we can start to impact these students, that are on these campuses and they've been given this opportunity for this incredible education. This is just another piece that can help them be their best, really truly, you know, reach their fullest potential. And they don't have to think about it. Let there, there should be no stress about what their next period product is going to be and let them just think about, all right, I'm going to worry about my next exam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because even like the confidence level, being able to give that to them to then be able yes. to succeed further through, you know, their collegiate years is yeah. your life. Changing. Yeah. There's actually, there was just an incredible um, article that was just done on some research done on mental health and um, menstrual insecurity and how they go hand in hand because of that issue, you know, the, the, the confidence piece, but also that fear and that worry of how am I going to be able to provide for myself next month to supply for yeah. what is happening to me and a, one of my basic basic hygiene 
needs. Did they, and they kind of said the same thing of noticing mental health, much more positive Decline. impact on yeah, it. Now, yes, but, but because menstrual insecurity, it, it does cause mental mental health issues. And so it's really, if the more and more we can all continue to do yeah. to create that access, um, to see the improvement there. That's incredible that somebody did the research on that too. Very neat yeah. to see. Um, okay. So one thing, I don't know if people know you guys have a period box. We do. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about tell that. all you about this. And yes. I love that you guys pack these yourselves. It seems very family oriented to me. It's definitely a small business, but yeah. it like my heart, I wish I lived closer because when no, I was you, eating, we would come for a packing party, we've got, I, mean, we've got I would love to be there for different things. Party. Party. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, this is something and candidly, we're not doing it anymore because of, and I'll tell you why, but, um, which is amazing once we, once we get to that, but so our first period box really came far from our daughter's. So my daughter is 11 years old now, and Thyme's daughter is 15. And as we really started talking about us as moms, and then we started talking to our friends and, you know, our friends were buying our product and, you know, we're getting now all these customers. And it was actually our friends that we could have the conversations with our daughters, but our friends still couldn't. And we're like, what is going on guys? We're in, at that point, it was like, we're in 2020. Like, how can you not talk to your kids about their periods? And it's, it still is this, you know, we have to all figure out how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so this really stemmed from that conversation of like, listen, we've got our own daughters. We've got to really think about what we can do to provide them. When we talked just before about even these college students, you know, that's happening at such a later stage. But when we think about these young girls, there's two big things is we want them to be knowledgeable and empowered to know what's about to happen to their body. But this has to happen really early. It actually needs to happen before they get their first period. We, I mean, truly, like, we owe it to our children to start teaching them all the, the right language about our body. Yeah. Like, truly, the medical terms, um, you know, we shouldn't be saying a JJ, Like, it's a vagina. Yeah. All the different aspects of what our bodies are. And so how do we start to teach that earlier? And and really, like, I mean, that's why I love you've got three boys, but it's... It, starting with the boys and the girls. Absolutely. But if we're not going to start with the boys and you want to have that conversation with your daughter, this was really this place of being able to have, bring your, bring the mother and daughter or just any adult with this young girl together to talk about their first period, to get you prepared, touch the products. Like it takes time. It's practice to understand like, how does this actually fit? Does this feel comfortable? Is this one okay for me? Like, am I putting it on right? You know, it, it, it wants, especially also once they get a little bit older too, does the tampon insert correctly, touch the tampon, feel the tampon, read about this together. That's what's gonna prompt questions because when they don't know, unfortunately right now, kids are going to TikTok, they're going to social media, they're not getting the right information. Oh. And if they're not doing that, then they just don't know. And there's a fear. That is where the fear comes in and that's where the shame comes in. So if we can start the conversation earlier and educate our kids, how important that is, but the long-term impact that we can actually have on a young woman's health is by starting it early, because as we all continue to get older and when it comes to menstrual health, our periods are a natural process in our body. It tells us when things are good and tells us when things aren't bad. If you are bleeding profusely, if you are cramping in all these ways, there's something not right. Yeah. 
-hmm. And what has happened for years, and I think we can both, you know, we can attest to knowing so many folks and free, I know for you as well, is we pushed away for so many years. Well, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, just go on birth control. Oh, it's fine, 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 fine. Like these were always the conversations. No, there was a reason. Something was going on inside of your body. And so by teaching this this generation earlier, it's allowing them to have the power over their body and not waiting until so many of our generation waited until we had kids. Yeah. And then it was too late. Yeah. And so it that's really the the part that we love. It's the education, it's the empowerment early on, it's that knowledge to be prepared. And then really what that potential long-term impact could actually be on this young woman's health. You know, that's really what this it the 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 vision of what this box is and where it can be and go is really exciting. So why we are not packing them anymore is because we launched with target.com. Um, and so we launched with Target in August and Woo-hoo! it has been phenomenal um, since we launched. So it is too difficult for us to be doing that. Our distribution center is now doing it. They're doing a phenomenal job. They're, you know, they're all like, they, they do the kidding. Um, but we really just, we, we could not keep up with the demand. Um, I love that for you guys. So, so yes. So that's the coolest part is like, you know, where we're sitting today, but I will tell you it was those building days of like doing that with our team. We just, it, one, the camaraderie of it. And then every time you're like creating one of these boxes, you're like, oh my God, like some young girl is going to receive this. And in their mind, they finally have something and is built just for them yeah. and to help help empower them. We call it our box of confidence. Like literally it's like the box of confidence for a young girl. We need um, more of that out there. We're seeing a big up increase, not upcrease, big increase in our young female athletes who, you know, are in their teens, they're 15. They're so far into their sports that maybe they're yeah. going so, so strong. They're not getting a break. They're not eating the right nutritious foods. They start to go down this spiral of what used to be called the female athlete triad, which is now more reds. Um, they're not keeping track of their menstrual function. Maybe they've lost their menstrual cycle. And um, now they're like, they're being diagnosed with Hashimoto's mm. at such a young age. And I oh feel like goodness. it's this huge, edu- huge education barrier that in between the parents and the kids that we really mm. need to educate more on. So that's going to be one of our goals going into um, end of November, December, January is really trying to tap into that market of like, okay, now you yourself are going through these issues, but your daughters, let's think about their future, their bone health. They really yeah. need that menstrual function for the health of their body. So I love, I love all of this. I hope anybody listening, um, will go over to target.com and buy the period box to support not only top, but to support your family as well, because they are needed. Um, they need to be keeping track of their menstrual cycles. I like to say it's the report card, you know, for your, you know, last couple months when your last month, yeah. especially it's going to tell you the stress level in your body. It's going to tell you um, how healthy you are. I know for a couple of years, I wasn't taking my own advice and I was watching my, my menstrual cycle come every three weeks, but I would bleed for about 11 to 14 days of that. Oh and my goodness. Finally hit me like, okay, let's go get looked at. And this was like in between COVID. So I wasn't going yeah. anywhere. I was home. So of course I was stressed out with COVID, but finally taking a stand um, in June, And it takes about 90 days guys for your hormones to change. And that's about what happened from, um, I think I got on Instagram yesterday and kind of was like, yes, this is my third month of it arriving exactly at four weeks. Um, 
and I'm only bleeding for four days now. And only thing I have changed is working on stress, nutrition. Of course, I'm using organic top tampons, <laughs> um, but using better products for my body and seeing that change. And I feel so much better. We're getting ready to retest myself. So I'll do a stool test and a hair test to look at minerals and blood, um, a complete blood panel to see what changes have happened to help yeah. make that switch over the last 90 days. But um, yes, everything that you just said, it hit the nail on the head. And it just really reminded me like, gosh, I forgot. We've got all these high school girls that are going through yeah. this right now that could really use this education. Yeah. And I think what's exciting is that this generation, the Gen Z's, they are so much more open to having conversation and to talking about it. We just want to make sure that they start out with the right information. Yeah. And it really is what by starting the conversation, you know, really, truly, even just with your, with puberty and period, that will also help to break down some of those walls that are for future conversations about sexual health, about mental health, about drugs and alcohol. Like Mm -hmm. these are all hard conversations that we have as parents. They are all hard conversations. And we think about, listen, we all know we all went through it. And so it's really, if you can start to also as an, as the adult in, in this situation, figuring out how to be comfortable, I, we say it over and over again, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't, you just have to sometimes just lay down a couple of the facts. And when they ask me, they may ask questions like, you know what? I'm not sure this is actually something, let me get back to you. Like, yeah. it's just like you would with a, t- like in a teacher in some sense, right? you know, and kids are curious. Um, and so you know, I think that that's just, that's the part that's, we will say over and over and over again. It, and it does all start with the parents. Cause they ask us, we get asked all the time, like, well, how do you, how do you tell your boys, your, you know, the anatomy yeah. down there? I'm like, it's just like an elbow or a shoulder. If you're weird about saying penis and vagina and yes. it's a big deal, yeah. it's going to be a big deal. Then yeah. the playground like they need, we need to mix it into like the song, like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Like exactly. let's like throw in no. penis and vagina, like literally like just, we do in our house, Danielle. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> My kids, my boys, people ask all the time, like, aren't you afraid they know too much? And I, I go back to my middle school self where like, I remember starting my, you know, my period in seventh and eighth grade and being made fun of by boys. I do not want my boys to be those boys. I want my boys to reach into their backpack and be like, Hey, my exactly. And and here you can have this. That's my boys. And so no, the the penis and vagina are in our head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Oh yeah. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. I just just said that just because that's the way it should be. Of course it is. I love it. I love (laughs) it. It is in our house. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, But yeah, they, I want them to be the comfort guys that the girls will go to instead of the making the girls feel ashamed. And being that hopefully this is not the same way in our future, but you know, in the past, and it looks like it's not going there anymore, but in the past, all the pads companies, tampons companies have been run by males and they don't really understand Mm -hmm. what's going on. And you can read the history on that. But I remember asking my mom, like you had a belt around your waist to hold something up, like how uncomfortable number one, especially when you're having cramps, but how terrible, like that just kind of puts a, like a red A on your shirt, you know? Oh yeah. So to see where everything has really evolved as females have stepped in and taken charge has been fantastic and phenomenal. And I can't wait to see more of that. Yes. Women should be, this should be, this should be an area that is led by women. There are a lot of them in so many different categories and so what you're doing. Um, You know, I still like, I love the fact that 
you broke down a wall because they weren't interested in listening to what you're what you're, what you were observing with your patients. Yeah. And so you were said, okay, I'm going to go put my own shingle up yeah. and I'm going to go do this. And that's what it's, that's what it's going to take is that women can t- consistently do that when we recognize like, we're just, I, this is the power of what is happening right now over these. I mean, I feel like in, you know, in the last four or five years, just seeing more and more. And then since COVID hit women are just, they're fed up. Oh yeah. Um, so we, yeah. this is off topic of tampons and <laughs> we, um, I was just, before we hit recording, I was telling you that, you know, in, number one, we got dropped by insurance. We're a small business, public floor clinic. Um, and then after that, they were like, well, we're not going to cover, which they haven't really before, but they never have wanted to cover the code pain with sex. Like it doesn't happen. Uh, or it's never an issue. And then right now, well, we're because it's feeling, never an issue really for the men. It's always right. Yes. <laughs> so next week I'm going hard on men's health, like erectile dysfunction, Hello, oh. pelvic floor plays into that anyway. So, um, with our friends at intimate Rose, they're dealing with Amazon right now with them classifying our medical products to help change public floor muscles and more of a sexual line. And, mm-hmm. but they're not doing it through the penis clamps. So the penis clamps are staying more into regular. They'll be on Amazon as a regular searchable item, but our items for our patients will not. And I just, again, the three head people on the board that we're supposed to be contacting are all males to get this in changed. Oh, my goodness. So I'm like, ugh, between menstrual products and pelvic health products, we've yes. still got a lot of room for females to really take charge and make a stand. Yes. So if anybody's yeah. listening to this and feels that and wants to come help either yeah. one of our companies that we would greatly we'll be with you. We'll be right there with you. <laughs> um, one question that we ask every single person on our podcast, what is something that you are learning, doing, or teaching at this time? And you can answer all three or you can choose anything just fine. Learning, doing, or teaching. Okay. So I'm learning every single day. So I truly will say, I just, I'm writing these down. So I remember to remember <laughs> them learning, teaching, and doing. So on the learning side, why I truly at the end of the day walked out of my job as I wasn't learning anymore. And I was in the role that literally I had dreamed of when I was 24 years old. I was there. Yeah. I got there. I stopped learning. I will tell you between both Fine and myself, and we've embedded this into our team, this is a core value, is like, we have to be students. We have to be curious. It doesn't mean that we know everything. It's just that we're constantly learning and iterating and yeah. thinking about things differently. And that's what makes it exciting is that every single day, there is something else that we are learning and we're trying. And that's like, that's what I, I love one now being a business owner. Um, but also just, it gets me out of bed every day. Cause every day is going to look a little different because we're going to learn something, something new. And, oh, you know what? We just learned that. Or we have met, have this amazing meeting with somebody and they shared that one little nugget. It was like, oh, that sparked something. So you're going to go and think about it. And you're going to, it just, it's opened up our world to a whole different, it's opened my world to a whole other level that I just didn't anticipate I'd be at. You know, I always thought I was destined, like I was going to go be a CEO of a fashion company. And that's where I was going to go. But I just, I was literally just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again every day. I mean, we're in a tampon startup world, like it's not the same. Um, So (laughs) that's the one thing just on, on the learning, which I love on the teaching. 
this really goes hand in hand with what we're just talking about with the first period box. So we're really expanding this entire conversation from first period even further than there. We were actually, and I just shared with you before, is we we're just um, this past week, we we're on a, in a conversation with UMass Boston. Their, their population, 42% of their population is at poverty level. That's just mind blowing. And almost a third of their population is international. And they're coming from India, from Southeast Asia, um, and you know, some, uh, some other other more third world countries in the respect of it's where how their conversations around menstrual health. That's really where they sit. I would position them as third world countries because they're not talking about it. Yeah. So we have been starting to support some of their food pantries at, at universities um, across the United States. Um, that really is one of the most important part, points of access um, to really provide for them. So they're not having to worry. It's I'll, I'll get into the other part in a second, but and what's fascinating is when we were talking with um, the, the dean of students is, and it was actually, it's, it's a gentleman, which is even better. We're like, this is breaking the barrier. Like, we're so <laughs> excited that you're talking to us about this. And he said, you know, candidly, he goes, this is sometimes the first time these students are ever having a conversation around menstrual health. He said, so we have to think about, and so it immediately sparked, and I was like, we're going, we need to work on a curriculum for you. Yeah, We need to work with our doctors. We've got medical doctors as well. We're going to work on a curriculum for you that's going to be right for them and tailored for them because we also have the you know, eight to 12 year olds curriculum, but really thinking about what does that actually look like so that there is that piece of them that they may be getting this amazing free product, but they also then have the understanding of what is happening to their bodies, but, it, but, it there, but it's appropriate for them. And so the education piece is just, it's critical. Two of the things that we will continue to advocate for, it's access and it's education. It starts with education and the access, if we can educate, the access will actually go away because that education, actually the bigger part has to go to the men. That's part of what this issue is, is that because there's still a stigma, we don't think of it as toilet paper and hand soap. That's access everywhere. That's how we've got to start. And it's not covered. Feminine care and same thing with diapers. It's not covered by WIC. It's not covered by food stamp. Like, it's not considered a basic hygienic need, which is just, it, that literally just blows your mind. Yep. It's bananas. So that is, that's the part we will continue to teach about every single day. Like that is so, so, so important. And what am I doing? Doing, I'm coming to work every day and loving what I am doing here. Um, you know, I think the exciting part is, is that recharged in a sense of like, look, you know, as a, as a business owner, this is hard, (laughs) really hard. Um, never going to sugarcoat that fact, but I wouldn't change it because in my old life, I never saw my kids. I never took care of myself. Like I could go down the laundry list of things. And now I take my kids to school every day. I have dinner with my kids every single night. For seven years of my kids' lives, I never had dinner with them. Oh, never, I never knew. I was that. never home for dinner, and I was never home. And for I, maybe I'd see them like as they were like maybe like having a little breakfast, but then I was out the door. Yeah. Uh, and I now have control over that. I go to all their sports events. Those are the parts where we integrate. So our whole thing when we did this was we're going to integrate top into our lives, and does mean that, you know, there's nights like last night I was working. My daughter's watching a show on the, on the cat, like I'm sitting next to her. I'm still working, but I'm sitting with her and we're talking like, I'm kind of like in and out, but like more mindless work stuff. But then also 
I woke up at four o'clock this morning and I was like, all right, I'm going to work for two hours before the house wakes up. And that's what I did. And so these are the decisions, like they're still crazy decisions, but my priorities have shifted. And that's actually probably of the doing is the best part of, of this journey is that it's allowed me to be able to do this. I love that for you. Have you noticed any mental shifts with that kind of change too? Mix where my mental shift is really good is when I get on my bike, I do have a Peloton and when I get on my Peloton every day, that is my mental shift. I will say my, you know, and part of it is, it's like, we get in these like ruts of like, we're working so hard and still in this and you're trying to do, you know, make sure that I'm still present for my kids and do the things. And it is finding carving out that half hour. It, It opens up my life to, I'm more calm. I'm more patient. Um, I have more clarity in my head. Um, that is really like, that's, that's definitely the, the, the mental piece for me. I, you know, look, I, you will see like both Simon and I, like we truly, truly try to lead with like love and gratitude. And those are the things that in our daily lives, like we talk so much about and also really instill in our team, like number one, and, and if I'm sitting here on this call with you. And my favorite part is that right behind your head is family. Like oh. literally it's like sitting on your head. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Thank it you. because we say every single day, doesn't matter what else is happening. That is the number one priority. And sometimes you may be single. It doesn't matter. So what is your family? Maybe friends and maybe something else. Like we have to like carve back into that. Cause that's the piece we all forget. And I think that was the gift of COVID. It gave us that, that we had to pause we had to slow down and where those things that were important to us, like just came in even closer. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's important. So. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Thank you for, I love that you're on a Peloton. I hear nothing but good things about that. Morgan in our office I, absolutely loves it all day long. I could, t- I could literally like that. Uh, it, 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 his, it really truly is. I mean, people just laugh at me now at this point. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm one of those like wackos. Yeah. That's what my Morgan in the office, she's like, if you would chest it out, Amanda, you would want one so bad. I was like, I think that's what I'm scared of. It's like, I know if I sit down on it, I'm going to just be like, Woohoo, I'm gone. It, it really, it really is. It's it, And it's not even about the live classes for me. It's like, I am obsessed with Robin, who's, she's my favorite instructor. <laughs> Um, she's one who just leaves, leads with love and gratitude, yeah. but she's also badass. Like she's like, show up today, like show up for this half hour and like, just kick it yeah. and you're going to get there and you're going to continue to be awesome. And like, she just, yeah, she's got an amazing philosophy. And so, yeah, anyway, well, thank you so much. I loved just listening to you and hearing the whole story of top and yeah. excited for what you guys having have in store and what's going on for you. you. If there's anything that we can do to help, please let us know. Um, Oh, before we you leave, guys are incredible. Well, we'll just, you guys are, I, I can't say enough, just all women. I'm going to go to the, after having children and then also as being an athlete. So starting out, you know, I was played college through college. I played soccer through college, but for women to know, and you have used said this all the time, is like, look, we go to get physical therapy for like a, a strained shoulder or like, you know, yes, you have a knee surgery. Like I remember I made my tore my meniscus two years ago. Like we go and have physical therapy. We go and give birth. We're passing, pushing out, literally our bodies push out sometimes nine, 10 pound babies. I had a C-section with both my kids. I know you did as well. Yeah. So you're having major surgery. Oh yeah, you can go home. 
you're fine. Just, just don't walk. Oh, and oh, in a couple of weeks, yeah, you can have sex then. Like, wait, what? I have full <laughs> trauma. What are you talking about? So the fact that there are doctors like you that are out there that are doing this work, all women need to know about it. This is just another one of those, those areas of women's health that we've got to amplify because women need to even know that it's, that, that, that you're, that, that it's there. Women don't know. Yeah. Like every gynecologist you leave, like after having, like working with your OB and they're like, okay. And so from here, you're going to go on to here. And so from here, you're going to go on to here, like call Dr. Fisher, like gotta call her. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, seriously. I mean, that's, that's, I think that the, the biggest piece and, you know, we're just, we feel so fortunate that, um, we've been on the road with you for a long time. Thank you. So. Yeah, it has been a long time. And you're always rocking the tampon suit. I mean, it's like, that is oh, the we just greatest costume on earth. I tried to have a battle really, with Amy Schrumer and hers didn't quite happen. But yet. You need to know. So I just have to say this. So she had it on. And first of all, who wants a blue tampon? Like just that part just kind of throws us. I love the fact that Amy Schumer's in the conversation because she should be because it's funny. Again, bringing humor to it. But what we have to say is that Top has been doing the tampon suit since 2018. Mm -hmm. So just Mm -hmm. have to say that the the OGs are are here. I, because I pulled my audience and so sad. It was like 50, 50 on like, okay, we have a trunk or treat for the neighborhood this week, this tonight. And I think my husband's going to go as the poop emoji and I'm going to go as the top organic tampon. And I'm like, I'm just doing it. I don't even know what, I don't even know what people are going to say. And so I had a bag of top tampons. Oh my God. And you were going to hand them out. I did. I handed them out. Oh, you did. I did. And so we walked down there and, but by the time we left the trunk or treat, I I love you wanted to finish out our mile loop. So I'm where my husband's walking as a poop emoji. I'm walking <laughs> as a tampon and all our neighbors are outside. It's Friday. And I'm surprised I, you didn't have him as have him with the spotty potty. Uh, we would. Yeah. If we had more time, it was kind of like, a, <laughs> yep, we have time. We're doing this. And I'm like, I'll grab the poop emoji at costume at the office. So you can be that because oh I'm totally God. going as a tampon. And oh we're walking the neighborhood. But by the time we left the trunk or treat, people off the trunk or treat could tell what I was. But leaving the rest of the neighborhood's like, are you a ghost? And I was like, no, I'm a tampon, an organic <laughs> tampon. I'm like, here, hand these to your wife. These are for your daughter. It was awesome. I freaking. Oh my it. god! Like, Why did uh, I not oh do this gosh, last year? And this is now. I love I think you. We're gonna oh do. Oh my this god! I love you. Now. So yeah, You're I had amazing. my own little like pumpkin bag full of top sample packs. So I couldn't quite do that with my kids. Um, because they're just that te- like 11 and 13 and like they, everyone knows, like I'm, I'm known as the tampon mom, but yeah. it is that, that just took it to one whole other level. You yeah. win. Like yeah. you win, you win. Not looking and- for an award, <laughs> but I will say that's what the people who pull. We will give like- you right now. Yeah. We'll give you the M M the, wait, what do we say? What do we call it? The most valuable tampon. We'll give you the MVT. <laughs> yep. You get MVT right now. <laughs> I will say like the 50% of people who said, uh, don't do it. We're like, no, you're going to embarrass your kids. That's not right for a drunk or treat. And I was like, my kids are yeah, still at the age it. where they're like, are you a marshmallow mom? Like, oh, they- yeah, 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 the ghost, the ghost is yes. the best. Yeah. The ghost, ghost, the ghost, a marshmallow, yep. and then a, a large band-aid. Cause my third oh. three-year-old who will always ask like, what is that? I'm like, it's just a mommy band-aid because uh, right now that's yeah. the easiest conversation. And so he's one of like- the women that I, one <laughs> of the women that works for us, the best is her kids are, are now actually four and five and or three and five and, uh, her, she had 
all these tampons in her house. And they're like, mom, why do you have so many glow sticks? Glow sticks. <laughs> like they thought they um, were the glow, glow sticks. That is awesome. Like, no, they're tampons. And now they, all they do is talk about tampons and pads. It's just very funny. Like this. you yes. listen, listen to what kids think they are. Yes. So anyway, anyway, anyway. Funny stuff. So yeah. Well, um, so where you can find us, you're going to ask, right? Yes. Tell us where you can find us or where they can find you. So you can find, yes, you can find us our website. So we have toporganicproject.com. Um, and really, you know, what's great is on our website, we have a store located. We're in about 2000 stores now. Um, so we are across the United States in Sprouts. We're in fresh time. We're in fresh market. Uh, I'm trying to think also what's in your area. You're um, in the Lee Summit, Kansas City area. You can come into our office at Empower Your Pelvis and yes, or there, office. yes, or there, or you can go on our website. I know we're in we're in a couple of stores. We actually just are in a couple of stores um, by you, but um, HEB down in Texas. Okay. HEB down in Texas, and then we have a real strong presence down on the East Coast because we are East Coast folks. And then we recently, as I shared, we just launched with Target.com. Um, so please go check out the first period box there. Oh, Amazon, we're full full assortment. Our Amazon on business is fantastic. Um, and then we've got a lot of other things that are just brewing, um, in the business right now that we're launching in, um, Q1 and Q2, which is really exciting. So some other good, good things, but also follow us on social. Um, you'll see us on social, um, top organic project on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're called top tampon. Um, it's a little different, but yes, we're, we're all, all over the board. Um, so yeah, please come and come and say hi and, um, yeah, join the top family. We're here for fun, just along with uh, amazing people like Amanda and her team. Well, thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Pelvic Posse, we want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can we ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you will continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review? Tell them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health. And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version to this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all of our visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to watch. Thanks so much again. And make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.